Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. The 2018 Nobel Prize in Physics was awarded to three physicists, Arthur Ashkin, Gerard Moreau, and Donna Strickland, for their innovative work to develop techniques that make lasers more widely applicable in everything from medicine to manufacturing. Before we get into more of the science behind this Nobel Prize, Let's hear a quick word from another great podcast over at Slate. I'm Julia Turner, the editor-in-chief of Slate, and I've got a new podcast about women and work called Women in Charge. There's no female way to be a boss, and there also aren't enough female bosses, demographically speaking. And so in this podcast, I set out to find women in charge in all kinds of industries, from TV to online retail to the military to academia to fancy pants restaurants. And in each episode, I ask these women how they lead and how things are changing for women in their fields. Get women in charge in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And now back to lasers. Half of the Nobel Prize in Physics is being shared by Moreau and Strickland for their invention of what is known as chirped pulse amplification, or CPA for short, a technique they developed together in the 1980s. Strickland was a graduate student at the University of Rochester at the time of this incredibly important work. CPA was the basis of her dissertation, and their discovery was presented in her first-ever scientific publication. Strickland became an inspiration in 2018 as only the third woman to ever be awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics in the prize's 117-year history— after Marie Curie in 1911 and Maria Goppert-Meyer in 1963. So what is chirped pulse amplification? Well, CPA is a way of amplifying a laser pulse without destroying the amplifying medium, or in other words, without destroying the material the laser pulse is traveling through, which could prevent further amplification. Before we get into what that actually means and what role it plays in our everyday lives, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by another great science podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips Network called Savvy Psychologist. Savvy Psychologist is hosted by Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, a clinical psychologist at Boston University's Center for Anxiety and Related Disorders. She's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, How to Be Yourself, a guide for living with social anxiety. In 10-minute episodes, Dr. Hendrickson unpacks the psychology behind everyday struggles and offers practical advice. Her episodes range from how to make friends as an adult to how to help someone struggling with mental illness. It's a great way to learn more about the brain and the ways we think, learn, and understand. Plus, episodes are funny and engaging. You never feel like you're being lectured. You can read episode transcripts at quickanddirtytips.com or look up Savvy Psychologist wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's Savvy Psychologist. 
So you may recall from a previous episode that lasers are coherent beams of emission, meaning that all of the light particles leave their source in unison and in one direction, as compared to a flashlight, for example, which sends out diffuse light in all directions. An ideal laser is also monochromatic, which means it emits only at one wavelength or frequency. And some laser applications require the laser be as close to single color as physically possible. However, other applications, like those that require a tunable or ultra-fast laser, use lasers with emission over a range of frequencies or colors, like the titanium sapphire laser. In either case, the focused high-energy nature of lasers makes them ideal tools when precision is required, like for precise cuts in the human body or for removing unwanted materials in manufacturing. Our use of lasers used to be limited, however, to weaker lasers, not because we couldn't create more powerful versions, but because the resulting laser emission would enter a nonlinear regime, which is usually scientists speak for things go unpredictably haywire. The resulting high-energy pulses could destroy their surroundings, and sometimes the laser-producing equipment itself would be damaged. The original laser's beam's desired properties could also be altered, which could affect the laser's precision, often the whole point of using such focused emission in the first place. CPA allowed more powerful lasers to be used without these potentially damaging side effects, and thus expanded the possibilities for laser strength and use. As an added bonus, using CPA technology resulted in more compact laser-producing equipment as well. The short description behind CPA is that the innovative difference in the approach of CPA was to temporarily stretch the laser pulse out in time before it gets amplified. This simple stretching avoids the destruction involved in generating more powerful lasers. You can think of the stretching as spreading the components out over different locations and times so that the intensity is not all encountered at once. A more detailed description starts with an initial short pulse that is sent through a pair of gratings or prisms. Think of the toy you had as a kid that separated white light into its individual color components so that you see a rainbow. These gratings disperse the pulse's light or spread it out in time by a factor of a thousand to a hundred thousand times. They accomplish this spread by sending the lower frequency components of the pulse, akin to redder colors, along a shorter path than the higher frequency components of the pulse, akin to bluer colors. The laser pulse is now considered chirped because the high frequency components lag behind, resulting in a longer pulse duration. The pulse is now longer and of lower power, so safe to amplify without losing any of its signal or information. Once the pulse is amplified, the result is a higher energy pulse, but one that is still long in duration and so can pass through its medium more safely. This long amplified pulse is then sent through a second pair of gratings that basically reverse the work of the first pair of gratings. The pulse is recompressed in time, resulting in an amplified version of its original state. So why do we need all of this? While CPA technology may sound a bit obscure, but the technique is invoked in many common uses of lasers, including in research, industry, medicine, and commercial manufacturing. In fact, CPA is used by nearly all the most powerful lasers, or those with more than 100 terawatts of power. That's 1 trillion watts. Here are just a few applications of CPA. 
the manufacturing of smartphone screens. As many of us know all too well, the glass screen on our smartphone can be thin and brittle, so you need a precise and high-powered laser to remove any defects from the surface. Laser eye surgeries like LASIK. The cutting of the lens of the eye to reshape it in order to correct vision requires a precise and fast-acting tool that can make just the right cut without damaging or heating up any surrounding tissue. Treating cancer. In cancer-fighting proton therapies, lasers speed up protons for precise targeting of a tumor without destroying the healthy tissue around it. These proton beams tend to be more easily controlled than traditional radiation, which involves x-rays, and so may lead to fewer side effects and may be more useful in forms of cancer where precise removal of tumors is especially important, like brain cancer. Mimicking plasma conditions, like those powered by supermassive black holes. Obviously, astrophysicists and particle physicists are not able to pluck stars down from the sky in order to study them up close. But we can recreate some of their higher energy conditions in the lab to better understand stellar interiors, thanks to powerful lasers enabled by CPA. Now, despite her innovative work on CPA technology and being the first woman to be awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics in 55 years, Strickland was not a full professor at the University of Waterloo when her prize was announced. In other words, she had not been considered for a promotion to the highest rank of full professor at her institution. She also had been deemed not important enough for her own entry by Wikipedia only five months before earning the Nobel Prize. There are those that would say the lack of qualified women explains why only 49 women have been awarded Nobel Prizes compared to 844 men over the prize's 117-year history. But Strickland's history of a lack of obviously deserved recognition suggests otherwise. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. This episode is brought to you by Macmillan, our publisher. This year, Macmillan turned 175 years old. And to celebrate, we brought together Macmillan employees to share their favorite stories of working here. From publishing best-selling books. And I just remember seeing them across the concourse. And I started running up to them. I'm like, you're number one, you're number one. And we all started jumping up and down. To making a difference in the world. Of all the books that I've worked on, I feel like this book more than any other has changed people's lives. And that's an incredible opportunity. To the impact working here has on our own lives. You know, being at Macmillan was kind of a big part of our story to begin with. We officially listed our location on the marriage certificate as the Flatiron Building, and we couldn't find any others that matched in the records. So, so we're just going to go ahead and say that we're the first to actually get married in the Flatiron Building. <laughs> Macmillan, bringing authors and readers together since 1843. For more stories of our long-standing history in the publishing business, follow us on social at Macmillan USA. That's M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N-U-S-A.
When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.